Welcome to Plan a Happy Life. I'm your host, Stephanie Fleming, creative entrepreneur and happiness activist. I'm on a mission to create a happy life movement. Each week, I'll be joined by my daughter, Kayla, for some honest conversations about how you can plan your happiest life yet. So what are we waiting for? Let's get happy. Hello, and welcome back to Plan a Happy Life. I'm your host, Stephanie Fleming, and today I'm recording solo. I do not have my daughter and co-host Kayla here with me as we are following the social distancing guidelines that have been set upon our state of California and throughout the nation. We are thankful to be able to do that, but I do miss my daughter and co-host, and we're trying to get her set up with the proper equipment for her to record remotely, but for now, you just have me. And today I want to talk about two really powerful questions that you can ask yourself every day that will help you navigate through the isolation and the unknown of this pandemic. Everyone is going to experience this in their own unique way, and that's okay. Um, it's, it's up to each one of us to honor our feelings. And in order to do that, we need to learn how to recognize what we are in fact feeling. That's not always easy. So There's sometimes this pressure, and you guys have seen this, right? You've seen the memes about people, including me, I guess, um, cleaning out their closets and cleaning out and organizing pantries and learning another language and doing all of these things to be more productive during our safer at home quarantine uh, time. And for some, staying busy and learning something new is helpful and it's soothing. But for many people, this is a time of fear, triggers, stress, lost jobs, uncertainty, and learning a new language is not going to make them feel any better. In fact, sometimes people are feeling, I guess, a little bit lost when they're wondering, should I be doing more? I don't feel like doing more. And so am I that it just adds to the anxiety that we have going on. So that pressure, you know, to be productive, not helpful. In fact, at the beginning of this period of isolation, which for me was about was over a month ago, I was really overwhelmed and with a lot of feelings like I was super in my feelings, feelings that I couldn't quite identify at the time because I wasn't sure exactly which emotions I was experiencing. I was super confused. Um, I, I just had this just overwhelming feeling of kind of that was just I mean, to be honest, with you, I'll just say it's like, it just felt bad. I didn't know what it was. And I couldn't identify what was going on. And if I'm, you know, if I'm being 100% honest, I just felt lost, not knowing if I wanted to cry, or scream, or should I laugh? Should I get busy? I wasn't sure. And all of that just had me so wound up. I'd also just gotten my test results that told me yes, my friend, you have zero estrogen. Yep, zero and are officially on team menopause. Okay, cool. That's exactly what I needed to hear during this pandemic. But after a Zoom appointment with my doctor, which is kind of cool because now everybody's doing these Zoom, you know, doctor's appointments, um, which was super helpful to me. I had a much anticipated prescription that I got to fill that balanced out my depleted hormones. And a lot of meditation and journaling. I'm now finally starting to find clarity in the chaos. I love it. I just am finding this clarity in the chaos. I just love how it sounds. The white noise of my busy life had has been starting to quiet down. 
And I love how that sounds too, right? We are so busy all the time that it just starts to become white noise. It starts to become the norm. It's what we have going on all the time. We're busy, busy, busy that we can't even see through what's going on around us, what emotions we're feeling, what we need. So I started to be able to recognize what I was feeling and what I needed to do to process those emotions. The unknown was causing me the majority of my anxiety. I didn't have the answers. No one did. No one does. We don't know when this will end or what this will look like when it does. And that was freaking me out. I mean, I just, I didn't know what to do with that until I started to embrace acceptance. Now, for those of you who have listened to the podcast before, we've talked about acceptance in previous episodes. Um, And I'm going to tell the story again, because I think it bears repeating during this time. A while ago, I went to Canyon Ranch, which is a wellness retreat. And I had the most powerful appointment with a doctor on staff. And he started to explain this concept of acceptance in a way that was so clear to me, because I love metaphors and analogies and all of that. And so he told it to me in a story about, very simply, two pens, right? Let's just imagine that I am holding two Sharpies. One is black and one is red. Now, what he asked me is, okay, he had these two pens and he holds up the black one and he said, what color is this pen? I said, it's black. He holds up the other one and he says, what color is this pen? I said, that's red. And he said, okay, so what happens if you want this red pen to be black? I said, well, that's never going to be red, never going to be black. It's a red pen. So yeah, but what if you really want it? What if everything, you you just beg it, you kick, you scream, you you want it to be red? So is there anything you can do to make this black pen red? The answer is no. And you need to accept that. That is the very simple yet complicated concept of acceptance. No matter how badly I want a red pen to be black, it is not. And there's nothing I can do about it. And that very simple visual was like just aha moment for me because there, it was so simple, right, that I'm going, well, of course, yeah. So I just accept it. I accept that that pen is, you know, it's black. And the fact that I can't change it doesn't give me anxiety because it just is that way. Now, what I can control is if I use that pen, I don't have to use that pen, but I can't use it and wish it was something different. So I accept that the pen is what it is, and I can choose how I treat this pen. Okay, that's a really simple way of looking at it. But let's take that concept and do it a little, a little example of right now, right? I'm we're working from home. Or we're losing our jobs. There's a lot of things that have happened out in the out in the world right now that we don't have control over. Right. And right now, we can't I don't know when we're going to go back to work. I don't know what it's going to look like, what my life, what my business. um, I don't know what that's going to look like when we go back to work. And that gave me a lot of anxiety. And so let me ask, 
myself this, right? Is there anything that I can do about this pandemic that I can change right now? No, I can't. I can't, for me to sit and worry and freak out about, you know, what's going on out there is just causing me anxiety. I accept that there is something going on out in the world that is beyond my control. It is what it is. What I can control is what I need to do about the feelings that I'm having. Is there anything that I can do that will make me feel better? Thinking that I'm going to change um, the circumstances and the, the, you know, what's going on out in the world is just fruitless. And in fact, it will just drive me crazy. So I started asking myself a couple different questions when I finally started to realize what I needed to be doing was to be accepting the things that I couldn't control and controlling the things that I was actually having some influence over. So here is my definition of acceptance. Acceptance is giving power and attention to the things you can control and managing your expectations and feelings about things that you can't. Let me say that again, because I think that I think we should repeat that one too. Acceptance is giving power and attention to the things you can control. And it's managing your expectations and feelings about the things that you can't. Okay, so knowing that, knowing that we need to accept these forces that we can't control, what can we do to process this whole pandemic, this social distancing, all the fears and worries that we're having? And so I started asking myself on a daily basis, two questions, two questions. Number one, you ask yourself, how or what am I feeling today? And the second question, we'll go into how I process them. But the second question I ask myself is, what do I need to do to take care of myself today? Okay, those two questions have really helped me process what I need during this time. And I think it can help you too. So let's start off with, How or what am I feeling today? When I wake up in the morning or if I find myself like kind of getting tense or I need to kind of touch base with myself during the day, um, I ask myself that. How am I feeling? What am I feeling? And this is where we start to identify those emotions, those feelings that you're having. And this in and of itself is just a really good exercise for us to learn how to do because so many times we don't know How to identify what we're feeling. And so we numb, we mask, we distract, we do all of these things because we're unsure or uncomfortable with the feelings that we're having and then not knowing what to do with them. So this exercise of asking yourself in the morning, at night, during the daytime, whenever you need it is identifying, what am I feeling right now? What is it? So I did a little research and I'm going to look this up here. And there is um, a website and it's called positivepsychology.com. And there I'll put the link in the show notes because they have an emotion wheel. There's a there is a an article that's about positive and negative emotions because I believe we need both. And during this time, especially, we are probably confronted with a lot more negative emotions than we normally would. And so it's only natural that so many of us won't know what to do with these negative emotions. And even 
you know, to be honest with you, what do you do with positive emotions when everybody in the world, there's people that are dying, people are losing their jobs. Um, there's just so much uncertainty. And people are putting their health at risk, all of the frontline uh, nurses and people working in the um, in the grocery stores and just everywhere. So you almost if what do you do if you have a good feeling if you're feeling happy, some people might including me, may feel like a little guilty, like, am I allowed to be feeling happy when we're in the middle of such a crisis? So it's really important for us to have both positive and negative emotions, and we will, it's okay, and then to know what to do with them. But the very first step is identifying them. And um, in my research, I found there's a lot of, of course, there's a lot of, um, not conflict, but there's really not one place where people say, yes, we know that there are this many emotions, human emotions, because I've seen everywhere from there's a core five to seven to eight to even 27. And I just find that confusing. (laughs) So um, the thing that I found really helpful was this emotion wheel. And I will put the link to it. But in the center of this emotion wheel, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven emotions, seven emotions that they have in the center of this wheel. And, um, and then there's another circle that goes on the outside. It's kind of like there's a pie in the middle. And then there's a bigger one with lots of slices and then even a bigger one on the outside. And those seven emotions are happy, sad, disgusted, angry, fearful, bad, and surprised. And so if you can, those are pretty basic, right? You know, like, I'm just afraid, right? So you're fearful. So then you go on to the outside of the next step of this pie slice. And the next one, so if you're feeling fearful, to nail it down and kind of drill it down even further, you can choose from In that fear, are you scared, anxious, insecure, weak, rejected, threatened? And then it goes on one more um, out there. So um, that, I think, can help us understand where our emotions are coming from. And that helps us with the second question. So let's say, let me walk through this exercise. Let's say um, I was feeling, when when I was starting to really struggle with this, and I'm like, I feel, I'm fearful. If I really had to look through um, that wheel, I would say, or that circle, I would say I was fearful. And if I took it a little further, I would find that I was probably anxious. And then if I'm looking at this thing and I go a little bit more, there's helpless, frightened, overwhelmed, worried, inadequate, inferior, worthless, insignificant, excluded, persecuted, nervous, and exposed. And I think if I looked at that... um, Helpless would have been one. Overwhelmed probably would have been another, but worried. I was worried about what was going on. So when I can do that, then I can ask myself this second question. What? Okay, the first question, what am I feeling today? I drilled that down from um, all the way to I feeling I'm worried um, to the second question, which is what do I need to do to take care of myself today? If I am feeling worried, what do I need to do to take care of myself today. That is where, you know what, that's where you decide, do you need movement? Do you need silence? Do you need connection? Do you need to be productive? Should you, do you need a distraction? It's all going to depend on how you are feeling at the moment. Um, that's why there is no right and wrong. There's no wrong answer. The people that are learning a language or doing something fun or the people that are cleaning out every closet, they are not wrong. 
they it's just hopefully those are the things that they need to do in order to feel whole and centered as much as possible. So your job and my job is to decide what it is that we need, right? So every day, ask yourself, or when you're struggling, ask yourself, what am I feeling? Now, this is something that when I was on my wellness uh, journey, where I documented for an entire year, the biggest takeaway that I had was the journaling that I did in my planner, in my wellness planner, not how long I walked, not what I ate, not what I weighed, not any of that information, but how I was feeling. And it always comes down to what, how am I feeling and what do I need? Those are the things that I need to know in order to take care of myself. Nobody, nobody is going to know that like I do. And if I'm not paying attention to that, then I'm not caring for myself in the way I need to be cared for. I'm not giving myself the things that I need. I might be looking to numb it. I might be looking to, um, you know, if I'm not able to identify it, then how do I know how to find what I'm looking for, right? So that's why people feel lost. That's what I, one of the things I said I felt. I felt lost or when people, you have this kind of, I feel overwhelmed or lost or confused because you're not quite tapped into that. So when you've identified your emotion and you get, you'll start to get much better at it, you know, it, it became, sometimes you're like, when I just feel bad, I just feel bad. Well, you need to know what is making you feel bad. What kind of bad, you know, negative emotion is it that you're feeling so you can take care of it? Does that make sense? So you can take care of it and you can get what you need or you can ask for what you need. You can seek out the advice of a professional. You can talk to a, a trusted friend or family member, or you can just take that time in silence, right? It's also a really good thing. It's like, what if you're feeling joyful? What if you're feeling hopeful or happy? Then what do you need to do to take care of yourself today? What is that thing? You know what? Maybe, you know what? I need to dance because I need to keep this going. And that's super okay. You guys, it's okay. Everybody processes things differently. And I really get sometimes, I get annoyed, to be honest with you, when something on social media or on the news or on the internet or somewhere, it's like, you shouldn't be feeling this is not good. You know, I really don't think in black and white, um, as far as right and wrong. Uh, I think everything kind of, I think the truth usually kind of dwells somewhere in the middle. And so if people that are wanting to feel and sense, have some sense of happiness during this time, please let them. Please let yourself if you need it. It is okay. I know that this is hard and there are a lot of things going on in the world that are ugly and scary and, and you know, and just really sad. But if we don't all need to, you don't have to be in that chaos, in that, um, in those negative emotions all the time. It doesn't negate them. It doesn't mean you're denying them. It means you're processing and giving yourself what you need at any given time. So, I mean, because to be honest with you, I don't feel like for me, at least, of course, I won't go out there and say, you know, everybody needs this, but there is nothing good for me that comes from being sad, depressed, lonely all the time in the face of a crisis. It does not do my mental well-being any good 
to say, it's scary out there. And so you know what, I'm going to squash all positivity, all happiness, all joy. In fact, it's quite the opposite for me. When that stuff is scary outside, I need to find the silver lining. I need to enjoy and laugh at my little grandsons on FaceTime. I need to be able to look at my husband and say, man, if I had to be sequestered or, you know, quarantined and in isolation with anyone, I'm really glad it's you. I think I picked well. (laughs) I'm really happy. I love my husband. That's so great. I want to, maybe we can make the most of this, right? I don't feel guilty about that and neither should you. Neither should you. Let yourself feel what you need to feel. And if that is processing negative feelings, let yourself process them. You're not, not an optimist or a positive person if you have negative emotions and negative feelings. What I, what I caution people, including myself, is to not deny. Don't deny your negative emotions. Work through them. What does that look like? I don't know. It's different for all of us, right? That's our, that's our work. For me, it looks like journaling meditation, talking to people that I love, and really kind of asking myself the questions, like, why am I afraid? What what am I worried about? What really am I worried about? And how can I work through this? And is there anything I can do? Like, I have to work through those, those feelings. I kind of almost imagine it as if I was sitting in a therapist's office, which by the way, I have done many times, many times. I am a cheerleader for mental health, um, doing what you need to do for your mental health, whether that is going and talking to a therapist, a counselor, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, anything that you need to do. If you don't have the skills to get through something, you don't have the coping skills, that's okay. You know, when I um, was going through my divorce, I had never been through that before. I didn't know how to handle it. There's been several things in my life. There was no shame in saying, I don't know how to navigate this. I don't really have the tools to do that. Um, And I need some help. Man, that has helped me in so many circumstances. And I've kind of taken that, um, the process of asking the questions like you do when you're sitting um, in a professional's office. When it's something that, I don't necessarily at this point say, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't go and run uh, to a professional every single time I'm going through something, you know, like, oh, I'm not sure I have this, this emotion. I want to be able to learn how to do that for myself, right? Because I think that's the same kind of a thing is when you listen to this or uh, any kind of advice or the, on any topic that you hear from other people, it's you building a toolbox for yourself, and finding the skills that you need to get through things, becoming resilient. Oh my God, you guys, becoming resilient. I have my necklace on right now and it says resilient because I think that is one of the most powerful things that we can become. Confidence is one, resilience is another, right? You want to be able to get through things. And one of the ways we do that is building a toolbox of skills to help us through difficult times and to see and know that we will be okay, whatever it looks like, that we are going to find the most positive uh, aspects of things. You know, look for look for the silver lining. That is how we're going to get through life. And it, when you build this resilience 
in within yourself, man, you can get through so many things and knowing that gives us confidence, right? Can you see where this is going? So as you learn to process things, how am I feeling? How do I get through this? How do I triumph? How do I go through life this way? It will help you get through the tough times. It will help you be joyful in the good times and really make the most of our lives. And what you're doing is you are taking your life in your hands as much as you possibly can, right? With the acceptance and knowing that there will be things out of your control and you're going to accept that, right? But what you can control, you are going to own and you're going to take that I mean, that is to me the most, it's really empowering because it almost gives you permission also to say, see that thing you can't control that's really worrying you and freaking you out? Friend, it's not your job. It's not your job to take care of that because you can't. Like your powers, or what do they say? Like your powers are no good here. Your powers are no good in an area where you can't control. So let it go. Let those things go and do the things you need. So let's talk about right now, right? Let's talk about during this thing. When you ask yourself these questions, this is how you can get through the social distancing, the isolation, the unknown, right? Is making your lists. Make a list. You know I love my lists. So how are you feeling today? What is it that you're feeling? What, what emotion? Identify that. Check this link out right? Get really comfortable with emotions. I know my husband will tell you I'm very comfortable with my emotions. I love them. Love to be in my feelings. And so really learn to identify what it is you're feeling. And then, and that might be a lot of work for you. If you're not in touch with them right now, that might be something that you don't really know how to do. And that might take, that might be a lot of work for you. And that's okay. Learn to figure out what your emotions are. And then Start to make a list. Make a list of, you know, if you're starting to feel like, oh, I'm, I'm really worried a lot or I'm really angry a lot. Um, and these are the things that I do when I'm angry normally or if I'm worried normally. I eat. I watch TV. I go to sleep too much. I gossip. I, I'm just making things up. But, you know, what are the things that you do and are they helpful? Or ask yourself, when I, if I get overwhelmed we're going to speak, I'll speak for myself. When I feel overwhelmed, I procrastinate. Is that helpful? Oh, no, it's really not helpful. In fact, it just makes things worse for me. Um, when I feel sometimes when I feel hurt, I eat, I eat to comfort myself, I overeat It's this isn't a, this isn't a, um, a thing on, you know, dieting or anything like that. But I'm not eating to nourish myself, I'm eating to fill a void. That is not helpful. What else can I do then? I ask myself, what else can I do? If my natural inclination when I'm angry is to lash out at somebody else, then what else do I need to do? And what else can I do? Because we're talking about changing your behaviors, because that is something you have control over. So start to go through this process. And I really believe that you will find so much more peace and calm during the chaos of this time, or maybe it's just when we go back to life as it was, whatever it looks like now. Um, this little exercise that you do 
it's helped me through just becoming more of the person I was supposed to be. And it helps me through times like this. So I will put these two questions on our website. I will put the link to um, the positivepsychology.com emotion wheel. And there's some really great uh, resources there and some articles you can read. And um, I will put all those in the show notes so you can start asking yourself, getting out a piece of paper, get a notebook, get your planner, write your questions down, do this every day and start to really feel like you can triumph during these times. These times will define our generation. I mean, really will be something that we look at and say, oh my gosh, like we're going to be telling our grandkids about this. Um, and yeah, what did we do? How did we work through it? And I want you and I want me and my family, I want us to be able to come out of this, maybe finding something out about ourselves that we didn't know before, you know, in the in the quiet of some of these times. And those of you who have kids at home and you're trying to work and homeschool, I get it. You don't have as much you don't have as much downtime as I do right now. But in the times and this even just the slowing down when we're eating together again. I'm cooking people, cooking in the in the, you know, in the kitchen. When we're finding this out and there's a little bit more calm during this chaos, what are we finding out about ourselves and what positive things can we take with us when this whole stinking mess is over? Um, I hope you check this out. You can find out all of our show notes at planahappylife.com. We are hoping to get Kayla back up and running so that she can be here with some good conversation with me because I like the talking back and forth. I'm sitting in my closet right now, people just looking at my clothes, which are beautifully organized. And um, and I'm just talking to myself. So hopefully we'll have Kayla on with us the next time. And until then, you guys take care of yourselves, take care of each other, stay happy and healthy. And I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Plan a Happy Life. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends, family, or anyone on their own happiness journey. We'll see you next week.